0: Welcome back, everybody, to LARPs and TARPs. This week, we're going to be talking to the wonderful iLARP, well, the people that run iLARP, I guess. Uh, I'm here with Tom hi there and then joining us in our multi-million pound studio we have johnny and kitty if you'd like to introduce yourselves hello, hello.
1: <laughs> would you like more champagne <laughs> <Ooh-hoo>, thank, <laughs> you, very thank you very much cool. <laughs> You're we spoiling some, us. Uh,
0: we had some absolute divas on last week who uh, uh were asking for sparkling water um but now it's uh, glad it's to see the back of harrogate tap what we'll have to do absolute nightmare <laughs> um but yeah so uh thank you very much for joining us guys uh do you maybe want to uh, introduce yourselves uh i don't know what do you do what do you do
2: oh yeah so um basically uh, me and johnny um manage ilarp which is a uh assortment of small larps that run in the uk uh, throughout the year um for everything from ancient rome to ooh, 1930s i think is our most recent one these days isn't it yeah um, and with which cowboys one, which one were... and pirates and all sorts of stuff in between
0: Nineteen thirties was Oasis, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Is that the film one? Yes. That was the film one, yes. Yeah, yeah it
3: that was
0: a one-shot. There was a picture from that of um I don't wanna say his name because I, I haven't got permission to say it on the podcast, but yeah, I think he was playing the director. Um there's a picture of him in like he should really bedraggled in a yeah. shirt with a gun outstretched from Oh, like, he was
2: I, the cinematographer. Yeah. We we do actually have that, from from some of our close friends and he's one of them. So that was Nick. Um, that was uh, oh, he, cool. he was the cinematographer who who had to take over as director for a couple of hours on the Saturday afternoon because the director went to his uh, trailer in a in a fury that things weren't going to plan and then while he was in his trailer, all hell broke loose and people started oh dying and God. <laughs> it was like, he came back was like what is going on <laughs> why is everybody why is most of the costume department lying on the floor covered in wounds what is happening. <laughs> it was, oh, that, mate. It
0: looked insane i think that picture of nick just kind of like i was like this looks unhinged like yeah. what happened like <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah roman um, shield in one hand two two in the other
0: yeah oh, oh my god beautiful um also yeah we'd like to congratulate you guys for all the wonderful awards you won at the lap awards
1: it looked like it was a truckload <laughs> it was it yeah there was
3: i want to say nine
2: uh it was uh, well it was sort of seven and a half um because uh we, we're sharing one with Mandala Studios who designed the uh the goose, goose from the second uh, Hildegard, rest. yeah, our ah. Mayor's Goose. So they collected that one. Um but we, we sort of we, we kind of you know You're it the side there, yeah, yeah. it was it was my stupid idea, so you know Oh <laughs> well, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh,
0: but it was it was uh, incredible to be at the awards and just be like I'll up. and right. then I love how it's been like award winning
2: sites uh,
0: Eversley. <laughs>
2: yeah. we we're, we're, were sort of glad that we weren't there because it would have been quite embarrassing i think <laughs> and but uh, it sounds like there wasn't much room to get up and get and collect things anyway
0: <laughs> well yeah exactly it was a squeeze <laughs> Shuffling uh, but past.
2: yeah you, you, <laughs> you take up too much
1: table room with all yeah. your awards <laughs> yeah. on there
0: but yeah no very well deserved because we, again i've been to a couple and you've been to one yeah. Uh, yeah the site is amazing and the stuff you've done is awesome as well
1: can't wait to get back
0: thank, thank you very um, much but I think it'd be really good, actually, to probably start, you know, you, you've not always been high-flying LARP site owners. How did you guys get, like, into LARP originally?
3: So, I've been LARPing since I was 16. Um, it was my aunt um, that got me into it, who is currently the March Egregore now.
2: Yeah, which is a Ooh. bit of a shock when we both rolled into the same station yeah. at the same time. And when
3: I mention this, everybody that knows this person goes, oh, no way
2: <laughs> yeah well we are related yeah and, and then they go oh, that's crazy. oh wait that makes a lot of sense now because she taught him to fight and she yeah. is one of the most savage people on that field um, oh yeah. my oh. god
0: yeah because yeah. i i saw pictures of her before uh she was Dragon in dawn dawn mm. uh, yeah and then again kind of turning up and seeing her in the marcher kit i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah 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 uh, so yeah,
3: so yeah, I've been laughing since I was 16. That was the um, first Maelstrom, wasn't it? The, the first the, the PD event, the before. first PD Maelstrom event, and then yeah, then I've been laughing ever since. Um,
2: I started in 2013, first year of Empire. Uh, gave nice. it a go, E3 and E4. Uh, brought my little sister along the first time because I was like, this will be a fun bonding experience. Joined the Var because uh, she's she was like a. Um, uh, musical theatre prodigy, basically. And I was like, we'll we'll be able to crack on with this. It'll be lovely. She was 12. I was like 22. And um, I took her to the academy. I went off to battle because at that point you didn't have to like hang around and sort of make yeah. sure the kids were okay. You, you just dump them there and... Yeah, it was a bit of a crash. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, you'll make friends. It'll be lovely. So I went off to battle having no idea what I was doing at all with all like borrowed swords from people who were handing me things in the queue to go through Central Gate. And then about <laughs> an hour later... Um, the Navarre Egregor comes over holding a child by the arm going whose child is this? Uh, I've got, found a child uh, which, was, which was my sister Chloe um, who had, had just gone right well I don't want to be here with these other children I want to see what the fun is over there and had run through the central gate after it was technically closed and had just had a lovely hour hanging out with some Jotun who just like oh, adopted beautiful. her
0: <laughs> that's
2: so good
0: <laughs> thank, thank uh, god so, it wasn't yeah. the druge oh, oh my god like, <laughs> yeah. oh
2: well they, they probably would have done the same thing like oh i guess we've just got a child now like she'll be a one of us child. teach so us she'll be torturing. your way
0: your kids are coming to us yeah. <laughs> just just give her a mask excellent enjoy yourselves yeah. whack some nerds
2: yeah so um went to e4 after that didn't really find my feet i guess and kind of figured maybe the hobby wasn't for me i was doing a lot of cosplay and stuff at the time Mm-hmm. Um, and so didn't come back in 2014, but then a bunch of my um, cosplay friends started a Wintermark Hall in 2015, and I, I jumped on there and I had a few years in Wintermark and started coming to ILAP at the same time as that. And yeah, that's so much, Johnny.
3: Uh, me and I was playing and crewing ILAP for probably about from the start really from their first game Norseman that came out, uh, which was a Viking larp. I went to the very first one. Um, the Josh Miff, the owner of ILAP. Um, he was he had a he had big plans for it and a lot of what has been built there has basically come off his back and then slowly but surely we kind of got more involved in the crew side and then he offered us um, an opportunity to um, start doing feasts and food for the events so we would be crewing and also then we'd be feeding the crew and playing the players to kind of help him out a bit more we took over the writing of uh, Buccaneers of the Damned.
2: That was with a little team, yeah. That
3: was with a little team. That and was so
2: give him a little bit more time off, and and because there was already kind of writing teams for some of them, like helping him. Uh, yeah. And that was the first one he he took a step back from, and and just sort of handed over to this little group of reparates really. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then well,
3: yeah, but in 2018, yeah. we kind of
2: we we we've ended some of our careers in yeah. other things, and uh, and ended up working. We'd we'd had summer jobs working at um, uh, an armourers for that made like polyurethane armour and shields for the TV show Vikings. Um, oh, that amazing. Yeah, yeah. So we did that like, oh, occasionally. And we did
3: all the all the armouring the the king.
2: The Netflix show, yeah, yeah. That t- was Netflix cool. movie. No, yeah, Yeah. So
0: that yeah. is that is one of my favourite films.
3: Pretty much Warfare. all the extra armour yeah. is either is either sprayed by. Probably painted by, painted by like me it.
2: and assembled by Johnny, mostly, mostly. Along, the, along the along lines, the line of the play, with armor. like a couple more yeah.
3: people. Yeah, that's
0: that insane really cool. That yeah. is yeah. like my yeah. favorite film. <laughs> it's good. It is a, it's a great film. Yeah. But yeah,
3: so um, uh, there's, there's
2: the mustache helm as well, which Johnny designed because we had to come up with like different variants of the the various pieces that we had of helmets to make the line not just look like it was the same two helmets like on everybody. Uh, and so yeah, Johnny was okay. going, okay, well, okay, if I take a piece of this and a piece of this. Then I put them together, and this kind of works, doesn't it? And it sort of perfectly framed his mustache, and and so he he went up to, upstairs to the boss and was like, "Mustache help!" And the guy was like, "Send it." <laughs> and so at one point it pans across the line, and there is a guy who's just got mustache, and it, oh, luckily they put brilliant. they re- recognised that on the other side, and they were like, "This is definitely for some for this guy. We know he has the greatest mustache mustache on the line." Um, um. But yeah, we did that for a little bit, but that was sort of a, a stopgap really, because I'd worked in film. And um okay. had uh, had kind of t- found my feet with with some of the aspects of that and and but I wasn't really sure if I wanted to continue to like climb that sort of ladder and figure out you know because' it, once you, once you're on that ladder, it's um, a pretty intense lifestyle, and I wasn't really yeah. sure if oh, that was 100 percent what I wanted to do because there, there's not an awful lot of creative um, freedom you have. Uh, on a lot of the jobs um, and yeah like we were then offered this kind of weird opportunity at one point we thought well we'll try it out for a few months see if it works and then uh, the catering turned into being given more and more responsibility and um, our boss Josh taking more of a step back and then by about middle of 2019 we yeah, were, were running, yeah, every running game. everything and, and starting up some of our new projects as well under that as well yeah. Um, so yeah it was pretty intense wasn't it for yeah that first it really was yeah
3: it was just weird, like, it was so, uh, I wouldn't say nepotism, but like, it just <laughs> it's not. slowly just, just kind of like, that's not we were just, no, it's not the right word, is it? It's not like you're related to no. our boss. <laughs> so, I, occasionally you look like him, though.
2: They're both changes. so <laughs> both people changes. do think that was yeah.
3: Um But yeah, we just slowly just started doing more and more. And then next thing we know, we've now just got, well, Feast Rise became, was a company declared in 2018. Yeah,
2: it's coming to its fifth birthday. Yeah, fifth, wow, that's um, amazing. That and is. so we, we we were originally just going to do the odd Empire Player event that was going to be a feast event. Uh, we've done some really weird ones over the years under that banner. Um, and then, like, catering for the Lock games. Uh, but then this year, we've basically... We had so many of our friends coming up to us and going, I've got this idea. It's a crazy idea. It may or may not work. Uh, and so we, we kind of figured, well... We've got these weekends that we could potentially put Empire Player events on. We're kind of losing, uh, not interest, but like running out of steam for um, working in that sandbox of the like, PD's, you know, game. Yeah. Uh, as much as we love it, like sometimes you just come up with ideas that would work better if they were in their own independent kind of world. Yeah. Um, and, and so we were thinking, yeah, you know what, it would be nice to have like not quite so much cognitive power being devoted to constantly writing everything. And being able to kind of hand the reins to our mates, um, with them knowing that we're like, you know, right there behind them, putting all the resources to those crazy ideas. (laughs) Maybe this
1: is the time we finally do our Rick and Morty Jerry Jamboree (laughs) lark. Oh
3: God. So we, uh, so we worked with, until
0: 2028 <laughs> oh, no. so we were th- no this is this, we were thinking we, I think the question posed was what's the worst LARP you can think of yeah and I said Rick and Morty LARP but I said the way you make it not toxic so you get rid of all the weirdos is you make everyone has to be a Jerry
1: oh yeah Jerry Jamboree
3: because
0: then be, because then like you know you've not got your toxic people like oh yeah I'm the most intelligent but yeah everyone's a Jerry and you're all a f- fucking dweeb yeah <laughs> Look, look, it was like I said the question was, what's the worst LARP you could think of? <laughs> I
1: want
2: to see indeed. a giant
1: Beth costume.
2: <laughs> is it totally smurf? Is that totally,
1: the t- I don't
3: think Totally Smurfed is the worst LARP. I think Totally Smurf would be a cracking laugh. Every
2: about twice a year, when we're sitting around the fire and it's like <laughs> 2 a.m., there is a small group of them that keep trying to pitch the idea of Smurf LARP to us. And <laughs> Johnny is enough. one of the people trying to pitch. It. I really want to let like, like,
3: <laughs> I like the idea of Smurf LARP. I think it'd be brilliant. It's a bit like your second breakfast
2: it would be potentially the highest kill to player ratio that we'd ever do as yeah. well because yeah, like, like
3: everyone, all of you are one hit wonders and,
2: oh, and yeah. It, yeah. Your, your name is just dependent on what hat you're wearing currently you know, like oh. chef smurf what's, yeah. the, what's,
0: what's the bad guy called in
2: Gargamel. Uh,
3: Gargamel. Gargamel. Gargamel I didn't really like so I, <laughs> I went on a mad deep dive about smurfs and I was just like this is doable <laughs> it's like, not it is it's oh, doable <laughs> I'm going straight. But yeah, Gargamel, like, so, do you know how the smurf, oh oh, no, I'm God, not, no, go no. is not going
2: to go into No, no, not going to tangent. I
0: refuse. Oh, no, I kind of want it. No, because I've had a, I was talking to someone about the, about um the laps because they were saying, again, because I know you've got Legio Nightmare coming yep. up, and someone said to me, they just came up to you and went, two words, Legio, werewolves, and then left. Yeah. Kind of thing, they were just like, I, I want to play it. Yeah. Do do yeah. something with that. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. That, that was, yeah. Yeah.
3: the um, this the April Fools is the reason why certain games have come out, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's where Second Breakfast came from, wasn't it?
2: Well, kind of. That was when I was that was when I broke my hand when oh, I was yeah. locked in that shed yeah. for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, I don't know. Every last year for, for <laughs> April Fools, I I mocked up some uh Second Breakfast Nightmare and Second Breakfast Vice. Uh, posters, <laughs> yes. So do Second oh
0: Breakfast? My God, <laughs> holy shit! It was just like that...
2: sunglasses, photoshopped the... onto the various hobbits. You know, you halflings. could do,
3: you could do um, <laughs> Second Breakfast nightmare because if don't don't put it in like the like the nice world, put it in a world where we all know that like if you look at Warhammer, the halflings. the halflings are right next door to the vampire counts. That's all oh, I'm saying, no. and they've yeah. got the best unit to kill. Uh undead because they have to do them
1: all the time. Yeah, but thinking to war Warhammer halflings, they're very different to <laughs> Lord of the Rings halflings. Things might go crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh. The thing is, I've never specified that it's set in like, you know, a Lord of the Rings adjacent world. Yeah, I've I've had true. to keep it very vague on on you know litigious purposes. Yeah, of course. Of so course. Maybe it is I,
0: there. I would love I think I think you wouldn't get most of the same player base. Because I think most people go to... We'll talk about Second breakfast later, but most people go there for a good vibe. But, <laughs> God, I would go. <laughs> to, to to just be... I mean, because you wouldn't even have to... Like, one orc would be terrifying. You know? You're all... Oh, my God. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. There was one goblin
2: last year at Second Breakfast that that, that um, there was, like, a mission out to go in. Because the, the plot of last year's to... Because we, we ran basically the same game twice... Um, with the same plot both times uh, because lockdown had happened since we put the tickets out. We had a lot of interest. We wanted to run it, but we didn't want it to be so enormous that people didn't get that, like, real personal community feel, you know? Yeah. So um, we did the same game twice with, like, a lot of the same story beats happening over the course of it. And the second one was a bit bigger because... uh, it was a bit warmer that Yeah, that just where the season, dates but, were, basically, where yeah, dates yeah. fell. Uh, But it was pretty much, you know, we kind of knew what we were getting into the second time around after we'd had a sort of trial run with the first one. Um, and there was a story, uh, basically the plot was they, that one village had to make a, a pie and another village had to make a cake in order to get, present them to the mayor for her birthday party to prove like that they were the better village. And so they had to find all the linears were getting flour jam, Hi, jam. Um, <laughs> like eggs. like they were all, they, all the plot was centred around getting ingredients to make these two baked goods. Um, and so I think the cake lot had to get some strawberry jam. The only person who made the strawberry jam good enough to be uh, put in this cake for the mayor was, um, I think it was like Nanny Thornborough or um, Nanny Puddlefoot, Nanny Puddlefoot, who was um, a bit of a... Um, <laughs> a cranky old recluse. halfling recluse who lived like next to this pond and um if she wasn't happy with a batch of jam she would just lob it in the pond uh and uh and so they had to go down there to try to get some jam off her uh and she but she was also furious because there was something in her pond that she wanted them to find out what it was and eventually they they did a bit of they, we had a whole set up with um Fishing rods fishing rods that had like hooks on them, and then we had some people hiding underneath one of the huts, which is on stilts, so there is like a little platform underneath. Uh, we had an assortment of crew hidden down there with a big basket of things that they could fish for, like an old boot and uh, some jam, or like you know all these all these different things, like mysterious objects that we'd found in the crew store. Uh, and then after a while. Uh, they hooked onto something squirming uh, and pulled up a goblin who had been living <laughs> under the the hut for Brilliant. the last like however many years, eating only jam, <laughs> and 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 wouldn't leave until they gave him more jam. But luckily, when they brought him back to town, um, they were in the middle of the jam, uh, like which was an entirely player led thing, um, a jam competition where everybody had brought their own jam and there was tiny spoons and. Um, and one uh, uh, of Mr. Green Gawker, one of the the players, was feeding everybody jam on little biscuits, and so they just brought a goblin to the jam competition. And he was very happy. They sort of just put a hat on him and left him in the pub for a really long time. But it was, it was that sort of game.
1: That was so wholesome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it,
3: no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> run one, wholesome, very wholesome. We bring a, a giant goose, they sing it to sleep, oh, they give yeah. it pets. The second run, there's a picture with a noose on it. Well they've Weird. tried to like put a noose on it, they've like trying to do all sorts. There's a there's I a food... think they were just trying to lasso him, but they had used a noose. Run, run <laughs> noose 1 the goose. run one, a food fight with dwarves. Huh, really wholesome. Run two, they literally pummeled the dwarves so much that the dwarves were outside Viking being literally hit with fake chairs and being yeah, pounded to the ground chairs. with
2: yeah. fake food. It got food. a bit vicious. One um, two,
0: they were, <laughs> they were evil.
3: They were evil hobbits. They were evil one halflings. Halflings in that,
0: 2. That was Second Breakfast nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was the crew being like, "Oh, these gonna be." Second Breakfast cultism. nightmare
2: is you play a dwarf who's just trying Spanish to pass through, and there's oh. these horrible two villages, villages, <laughs> uh, are like um, wicker man style, like weird smiley cultist. <laughs> I am.
0: I am. So I was already very excited for Second Breakfast. I am now even more so. I <laughs> cannot contain my excitement.
1: We're just going to be there refreshing on the day,
0: trying to get those oh, tickets no. right to the Lord of LARP. No, <laughs> that sounds amazing. No, because we, um, yeah, very excited for Second Preface. Yeah. Um, I think, Jor, whilst we're, because I think something that I really like about iLARP is, and we've kind of talked about this before, and we've done like Hoist and Flying Lead, is that, and I think the way we described it was, a game like Empire, which is huge, there is plot there, but you have to... Dig for it. Like, you're a trifle hunter. Yeah, you're, you're, you've you got to seek the plot, whereas what I really like about i is it's like someone comes around with, like, a platter. and like, would you like any plot? Any plot for you today? And, <laughs> and it's really nice. But beyond that as well, it's... And I think you describe it, and I think, Tom, you thought this question... Yeah. Like, about film sim. Like, yeah. you call yep. it film sim. Yep. And it'd be fun to... If you could tell us a bit more about what, like, i ethos is with regards to rules. Why over, you that, chose it. Yeah,
3: Josh um, basically started it all. Where he took a, I think it was Germany.
2: Yeah, it was a German LARP company sort of ethos. He he translated it into English, um, and came up with FilmSim, which is a translation. Um, but, there's there's Film uh, Larpex, which is another LARP company in the UK. They use another uh, another term that's cinema something. Yeah, um, but it's essentially exactly the same concept, which is like react to everything and don't expect the reaction you think you might get. Um, so. The idea is that you go into it and you are fully immersed in the world around you. Everything, everything that you can see, as far as we can possibly make it, is part of the world, and everything that happens in it is sort of film rules. Because, like you know, when you watch a movie, you kind of there's always a certain amount of tropes and rules that that you can kind of understand if you if you've watched enough movies in yeah. the genre. You can kind of you know you know you know that the um, the villain. If you don't see the body, they may come back. You know. You know that uh, the hero might be able to have a final stand, even if they've been shot in the chest three times with arrows. They might still be able to f- kill that one last guy and and save. You know the the little ones. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, there's there's rules and like, I guess when we're writing our games and when Josh was writing his games, like that's always in our mind that people kind of it's it's like narrative causality you know it's it's the story will c- c- carry you along um and if you know what genre you're you're in you can kind of follow that without really needing that to be written down anywhere specifically um, but the, the idea of film sim is that it's basically just like our crew or our stunt crew for you you know they're, they're not here to just like hit you as many times as possible and knock you to the ground and and kill your character off they are. They're here to give you an epic moment where you feel like you're the hero of that story, um, and our, our town NPCs are our kind of our extras and our side characters and the people who move the story along and like bring those story hooks to you.
3: Yeah, yeah. Is it? Is the It's always been the ethos of the, all of Eversley, like because Eversley isn't just a larp site; it's also an airsoft site. It is a community. There's a community site at the end of the day, and it it follows on from all of all the things that are underneath the banner of um, ILARP, film sim, etc. It's all about bringing that kind of when you're stood there and you're looking around, you're like, I could be in a film right now. Yeah, yeah. and you,
0: know? you it you definitely serve that. Like, there's I think that the I think the advantage of you've got of it being a smaller site is that the difference of when I was at Hoist. To compared to uh, flying lead, it was the same town. It was identical, but it just felt completely different. Like yeah. just like with little changes here and there, I was like, "Holy shit, this doesn't feel like the uh, island uh, in the Caribbean that I was at." You know, two months ago, this feels now like I'm in like uh, somewhere in kind of like uh, the states um and it, yeah i think and i think that kind of feeds that that you can you do get moments like that where you're like i'm i feel very immersed in I the film.
1: i do remember going to flying lead nightmare it was my first time and just driving to this horror game and looking at your sides like morgan we're at a horror game in the middle of the woods yep. it's going dark soon i hate horror
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna it's die
3: the, <laughs> it's the 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 site plays a lot into it for the film sim because it is it is a set it's yeah. been used as a set like we've had films being filmed there and stuff because it has that that ability to be transformed into it and as long as as long as the the people that come along understand like when we do do the rules and do the talk at the start and they all get the same feeling and everybody works together player and crew it's the it's the easiest ways of running games yes we don't have many rules um you're meant to be the heroes of movies you know how many times have we watched or villains, f- or villains. <laughs> how many times have you watched a film where you're just like oh, he should have died then or yeah why is he why haven't they picked up that item you know that kind of that kind of vibe you know um it
1: did take me a while to get the grasp oh my god i've been hit and i can just choose to live for if it's kind of believable yeah, yeah not yeah. taken off my head yeah. yeah and it did take me about 10 minutes to click it's like yeah. I love this now. I don't have yeah. to count hit points.
2: Yeah,
1: sure. That's it. Like,
2: it used to be a notorious thing at um, our old pirate game, Buccaneers, that um, the first shot would always hit somebody's hat, yeah. and then they'd just be complaining that their hat had a, had a hole, hole, hole in, in it, it out, and know, stuff like this, rather than any headshot. <laughs>
1: but
3: yeah, there is this kind of, and also with the fact that it is it is small games. I say small games. Um, um,
2: I mean, yes, it's small compared if to if you
3: if you don't react, and people see you not react to stuff. Then they will react for you. Like, I've seen it before where someone got hit like multiple times and they were still standing. And then uh, someone playing a healer would be like, You've been hit so much. Like, it must adrenaline be a like holding you up. Yeah. Like, let me patch sit, you up. Sit, kind sit of yourself
2: thing. down because the shock will set in soon and you look pretty, you know. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like a um, policing situation where people are like, you know, count, hit counting for other people. It's more that they're going, Right, this person's not fully getting into the spirit of it and how can i help them do that and how can i give them more role play rather than go and complain about them to the refs you know what i mean like it's it's a sort of a community ideal of like right we're all in this together and by taking those hits and by giving game to those healers then they're in like you know giving more game to everybody
3: because we've we've all we all go to these weekends even me and kitty go to these weekends even though like we are running them we're running them to have fun and like so other people can have fun and everybody is there crew player everyone is there for this weekend to be fun for everyone
2: you sound so serious when you're saying I, you? know, I know everybody better have some fun, <laughs> have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's
0: i think it, I, I i again it's as having seen kind of how it because it is i mean it's just very fun i mean even when we were having um so again to go back to hoist when there was this kind of fever pitch of like between the Santiana and the chariot of just this absolute rage. There was like two moments, like in the middle of it all where I was speaking to members of that crew. and just, you kind of like, Oh, just out of character. You would know this. Oh, by the way, this has happened, but obviously you wouldn't know it. And there would just be this moment of, Oh, you piece of shit. There's like, like, it's funny. We're having a yeah. fun time. Sure. Just kind of like a smile on your face, like you little stamps. Yeah. Uh, and then you go, cause everyone's having like a laugh. Like it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Um. But again, it's kind of like in those. Yeah. It feels you feel like you're in the film and you feel like you're acting. But I think what I did appreciate about lap is everyone has that kind of um ethos of just checking in. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of like he- yeah. We we we're good. Like this isn't like I'm not actually very upset with you. This is all fine. We're all yeah. I think now twice, me and the new captain, of the Santiana, their player, have had characters that have had a problem with each other at two yeah. separate events. And I, I said to him after the event one day. One day we'll get along, but... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that.
1: No, I have to say, going to Flying Lead Nightmare, like, Empire, I feel like I'm a person in costume. Flying Lead Nightmare, I felt like I became the character within minutes. Just everyone's costume and team spirit really drags you in. And everyone seems to work a lot better together. Not divided by nations or difference of opinion everyone's just working as a team to have the best possible time. Yeah,
2: and that's yeah, that's not to say that there's not, like, uh, high drama and, like, oh, God. It, oh, real yeah, emotional moments. Drama. But, like, I, I guess we're really trying to cultivate, like, a, a supportive environment for people to be able to experience those without feeling like all eyes are on them and they're, you know, they're being silly or whatever because, you know, we're, we're all just playing silly bugs in the woods. Like, that's, that's what we're doing as a group.
0: I think that's the thing. I think it's because... Uh everyone's so, uh, uh, what's the, it's like, I guess it's like a lot of lap Everyone's so bought into the, the, yeah. the role play and the idea that you, again, you're doing stuff that's again, you know, bloody uh flying lead i was flying lead nightmare i was screaming an exorcism at someone walking towards me that's just one normal man shouting at another normal man (laughs) in a costume yeah but but at the time you didn't feel like like it though did it not at all (laughs) i I think one of the most amazing moments of of like kind of like everything i've done just have these kind of moments where you're screaming at someone walking towards you or when i saw uh uh, the gluttony like crying after they've been exercised i'm Mm -hmm. like there's like these real like yeah like this is just and you think look back and it's not it's only when you think about it like now you're like yeah that was just yeah just being silly in the woods but it's it didn't normal. feel like that even no, afterwards like, i'm still like <laughs> <"Whoa."> <laughs> yeah yeah um but you've kind of touched on it a little bit we're talking about uh your sketching up laps but it'd be good to know what your um process is for making laps like because i know you get, i mean how many how many laps do you actually have
2: that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know, genuinely, off the top of my head at the moment. We've had um, six uh, Feast Your Eyes events this year, or we'll, we'll have this year, um, two of which were Empire Player events. Um, for iLARP? Oh, gosh. I don't want to do what I did last time. On So I was, we were on the um, LARP Noobs podcast, and we got our phones up and then killed the audio for the rest of this, the, the thing as soon as Dave asked us that question. And so... <laughs> It's
3: like, <laughs> well, it's like... You tell I what, would say you we've do. got about nine.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. So, like, and like, how do you go about... So, I know it's quite funny. You spoke about, before you guys took over, there was Norsemen and Buccaneers of the Damned, which is your... Yeah. Like, I'm guessing Viking and Pirate Lab and yeah. doing them yeah. again. But I know there's differences. Yeah. What's the process i what hey guys as artists what's oh, your artists. process um, <laughs> so uh
2: basically we i think a lot of it is what are we feeling inspired by at the moment what have we got a real passion for and um because i think all the it's got to be when inspiration hits you know you can't yeah especially if it's going to be something that's going to be a campaign kind of game where you know we've set from the start okay this is going to have six or nine um sessions over the course of two three years we want to make sure that that is something that we can continue to put effort and energy into, and not feel like it's something that's you know writer's block is hitting real hard, and we need to try and try and tease out some kind of plot that makes sense. You know, it, if if we start off and it's potentially a struggle, it's it's always going to be worse. Um, so, for some of our games, like the Oasis, like o- Oasis was was my kind of baby last year. It was the um, uh, 1930s film set LARP where you basically a, a, a director had managed to secure rights to this natural phenomenon that only popped up every 129 years where uh, an island would spring out of the Mediterranean with a forest already atop it because that's the set we've got to work with <laughs> um, and um, and rather than uh, and this was like an established phenomenon within the world where uh, every every 129 years this would pop up and it was established that throughout history certain people had seen it and so certain people had documented it but obviously um, that it was only in certain time periods that th- this thing had been observed, and it had it had shown it had been there for around a month and then dropped down again. Sometimes quicker, sometimes longer. Um, and and so when I was when I sort of came up with the idea, it was sort of a half baked idea. I started putting together some of the possible promotional material of it, just to sort of see what I was really pitching. So sort of pitching it to myself more than anything else. And then, as I thought about it more, I I get the old th- you know shower thought, or because we live four hours away from Eversley, uh, and so um, Thursdays and Sundays we always spend four hours in the car uh, every week. So um, we kind of have that time to cogitate, <laughs> and especially if Johnny's fallen asleep for two hours of that uh, that drive, um, <laughs> like I, I have baby. like sleeping time, uh, sleeping <laughs> Johnny sleeping time for me to think about stuff and like you know have a playlist on and kind of go through these kind of things, um, but. For, for that it was very much like what story beats do I want to include in this and how can I shape this story to include what I think would be cool moments and like the things that people would want to talk about after the game how do I sort of reverse engineer that story into something that makes sense logically and can feel as if you're actually able to pull threads of it and and come to the same conclusion as I am i guess from from that first point of view um and so that was just basically a love letter to the mummy and um uh, King Kong and that kind of like filmmaking of that era and yeah. oh what's the other Shadow of the Vampire, which I love with Eddie Azard and, and like um uh John Malkovich and it's just a wonderful movie about making a movie and the um it is essentially nosferatu but from the point of view of the film crew who are making it and nosferatu is real and they just have to like he's the best actor for the job uh because oh. he's re- legit and so we just That's have brilliant. to keep feeding him members of the cast until until we get the shot you know and that was the kind of the the sort of mental and i guess it was also kind of cathartic for myself cuz i i worked in costume for years and um my last job was like um was working on a massive hollywood blockbuster for a couple of months at the start of its production um, with a costume designer who was kind of worse than the uh, demonic creature that I wrote for uh, Oasis in some ways. It was very much sort of Devil Wears Prada kind of situation. Um, and and kind of kind of really putting the, that to bed in my head, I think, by... It is basically writing what you know, isn't it? And and if what you know is that it, it was all a costume designer and she's actually a 2,000-year-old ancient being who's been bringing people to this island to sacrifice them for eternal uh, life, then, you know, (laughs) Um, but uh, it was, it was just a, a, I'm a big history fan. I've, uh, I love deep diving into history and finding things that might work and then introducing that into the setting uh, because so much of it is like, I I don't know how Johnny writes five kingdoms because it's a fantasy setting. Therefore nothing is established. You know, there's no auto wiki of stuff. Yeah um whereas you can't like kind of historical. you can't kind
0: of yeah you can't kind of go like oh well what period is it what's appropriate yeah. it's just like anything could be the case yeah
2: exactly you you can't you can't guarantee anything is actually part of the setting whereas i like to be able to go right okay if somebody really wants to do a deep dive into this game then i I can just list off some wikipedia pages that might be able to help them and if they want to be a specialist at some really specific thing from that t- that time period then they can you know they can fall down that wikipedia rabbit hole as i often do and and you know it's 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 auto automatic world building isn't it yeah but um i know with with a, a lot of it it's it's just what what have you got an interest in what have you got some experience to be able to write how can you put that into a game so that other people can interact with it in in such a way that they they get something out of it that isn't necessarily your point of view but i don't know it's um it's a kind of a big question, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a huge question. I mean, it's kind of like, it's the, again, I don't want do anywhere near that scale, but I've been doing a lot of world building for like a D&D campaign. It's the same thing where you're kind of like, uh, but again, that's a lot easier because I feel like I can actually deliver that information in the middle of the game. So, mm. so you can stop and be like, Morgan, what's this? And how does this work? We're in a LARP. You're like, I've got to deliver this naturally. Like how? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> Exhibition dump. Yeah, yeah. It's time for the the the, the game runners go come in and give you a big exposition dump and a document for you to read.
2: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Occasionally. No. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Very true. There's some people who just love that sort of deep dive. Where, you know, where they're in a game and they're like, right, I, I would like a nice sit down with, of half an hour with a really difficult puzzle, and then I will be contributing to the great game by figuring out this cipher or you know and then i will have the information and i will be able to give that to my friends who are running around and shooting things yeah actually i will have helped and feel part of the gang and and like that's that's great you know that's that's what i am when i'm in the game I, I like to search through the anvil library for one very small piece of information or like
0: i was just going to say to you is that because that's exactly what i think with the anvil library is just this kind of the again you you look at empire and you're like okay so cool so we've got um the wiki, oh yeah, I've read the wiki, and then you I think realize
3: the wiki has something like more words than the King's Bible. John Bible or something. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, then, then you, because then
0: you, because then you look at the wiki, and you're like, oh, there's the wiki, and then there's the deep wiki, which you have to go through hyperlinks to get to. Yeah, and then on top of that, there's also the publications at the library. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, holy, there is so much law here. Or well, like, what is what? And, and it's like you say, it's you can have. I mean, I have had like fun. Uh, kind of diving around looking at special stuff um, and I mean we also had at Flying Lead we had the the mysteries around that, so there was periods where we were filtering through sugar coated paper no. to try and find out oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand
3: why they used the sugar but at the same time like, I found those bits of paper the other day and I was like, they're usable for four tints and they're now like crispy they're
2: like, oh, no. oh. like baked <laughs>
0: I was like Chris, me cookie (laughs) (laughs) I was like you could have just whoever it was great idea however you could have just pretended to salt it and they'd be like these have been salted cool (laughs) yeah
2: Uh, oh uh, funny uh, I mean I I guess of all the white powders to use uh, sugar was probably the least uh, awful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they wanted flour at first, but we were saying, like, because our, our SFX guy was just like, you don't realize how flammable flour is. If oh, we, no. If we have a, a smoke machine malfunction anywhere near it, it will just set it off like it's a like a line of, um like, what was it called in, in the movies where you have, like, dynamite in a big thing and then they have a big line? Yeah, but, like, is it a particular thing or is it literally just a line of gunpowder? line of gunpowder. It's literally that. It yeah, would be that kind say. of situation where, oh, no. Jesus.
0: Oh, my God. All
2: the way along. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, I don't know. We've got yeah, some. Yeah,
3: next time you have an open fire, just throw some flour into it and see it what goes,
2: happens.
0: It yeah. Goes, really <laughs> well. Yeah.
1: That's a nice trivia fact. I've learned something
2: yeah.
0: today. Windmills cause...
2: often explode for this reason.
0: Wow. Yeah. You know
2: that?
0: well, see, that's what people come here for in reality.
2: Yeah. Weird
0: uh, is facts. That is the, is the <laughs> fact. is strange facts.
2: Strange what That's all I do. Weird facts.
0: <laughs> so that's, how you, uh, that's how you write Yeah, laughs. that's
2: how I write uh, I, I find a weird fact and I reverse she engineer wh- a game so that I can tell everybody that one weird fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they come out of it and they go, wow, I've learned so much. I can't believe i learned that weird fact. <laughs>
3: the way I write mine is, what would I like to do? Shoot stuff. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they say you're never meant to pick a... F- favorite child but yeah have do you have a favorite larp you've made so far or a passion project
2: dang um flying lead yeah
3: flying yeah. lads, smoke I mean, brass our, i don't was know flagship, wasn't it? i don't and know I, I just
2: it's been the basis of so much of what else we've done yeah that it was it, it we wouldn't have the company we have now if it wasn't for flying lads uh, which like Flung Lad was originally a um, a pre-US like pre-us. ILARP game, uh, which oh, was really? with uh, airsoft, uh, airsoft guns. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was
3: airsoft and blank firing, and um, basically uh, like blank
2: firing after dark, right? Yeah, bl- yeah. Uh,
3: you could do it throughout the day. But the um, yeah the the premise basically it started to drop off players, and then there was like a discussion: should it stay airsoft? Should it go full blank? And all this kind of stuff came up, and then nothing really came of it. So it kind of disappeared for probably about two years, I want to say. And then I basically went to Josh, I'm going to reboot Flying Lead full Blank Firing.
2: And he was really keen for that. But he was like, right, I'm going to reboot it as well at the same time. And we'll both, we'll do sort of two sides of the same coin. He'll do an Airsoft game. Johnny will do a a, a Blank Firing game. And that's what it was Smoking Brass, because that was supposed to be like the um the, tag. like the, the, the tagline to, to differentiate it from the other variety. I can't remember what the tagline he was going to gonna do was because oh, no. it was it was 2020 he was going to launch that and so it didn't really it fell by the wayside um and it's now county wars which county is his, wars. his airsoft um cowboy game um but like johnny johnny uh was there for a weekend when it was running and he was like it's so quiet it's weird it's so, it's so
3: weird <laughs> because you don't it, you just you don't have any of the bangs going off you don't have like <laughs> so yeah well i
0: think
1: Earth, nightmare was the first time you ever fired a blank and pretty much deafened it us it was
0: so funny because i'd um i'd fired cap guns at yeah. hoist which was a hilarious experience because caps are d- d- dodgy so so yeah. i was like it was like um, and i was like no, no 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 for trying to get it to go and then i had um <laughs> then we had this blank firing gun and i was like right we bought these really shitty cap guns off amazon and they were shitty like once i put the caps in, i was like no these aren't gonna work yeah. We had gun envy. Uh, we had real... Because when we got there, all I could hear was bang, bang, yeah. bang. And I was like, dude, I feel this is... Okay, I'm going to have to get a piece. And I had I had recently become unemployed. Uh, and I was still like looking at the shiny gun shop. I was like, oh, I should. I really... Should I um i'd brought my flintlock with me to give to tom to use because your character was like antiquated antiquated inherited inherited his flintlocks from his father and taking them out um but i had the uh i was like right i bought a tiny little tiny little gun uh that fired the caps uh, the blanks and i said to the guy i go he says do you want short or long and i went what's the difference because long ones are loud oh obviously (laughs) we'll have the long ones (laughs) insane now it was then I realized why people fire guns like that. Yeah. Right. At arm's length. Yeah. Not like that. Cause I was like, ha, pulled it back, fired it. Tom was like there. It was like there. And then I just, I, I we both flew away. With it. <laughs> like, it was just, ee, I was like, dude, uh, Mark. I, Mark. I, <laughs> I was like, what's happened. What's, <laughs> I, I like, I was like, I then understood. And then at several points, guns were going, I should have got earplugs. I did not realize how, Loud, you yeah. can get. I had a spark fly into my mouth at one point, um, because someone's like because they're side venting, but someone like fired their gun, like, there was yeah. oh my god,
2: we've crack um, we've
0: I've cracked down on that quite heavily. Um, I've
3: rewritten the brief, so then there's more um, that safety inside of it and stuff. Because when
2: we first started it, like, pretty much everybody who had um, like guns, like, they were bringing their like cap, it was a lot, we had a lot of caps that first event uh a lot of people had like you know people were testing things that they bought online uh and over time people have got more and more of the like the big fancy the big fancy uh, um, rifles yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so oh. like um as we've gone on there's just been more firepower on the field i guess yeah. and there's been more of those sort of incidents and so yeah it's it's something that it's Johnny it's the
3: smell like yeah. the smell of smoke and mm. brass is my it's great it's so good yeah like after a gunfight and you just see all, this, all the smoke just like hovering. It looks so good. Like, oh.
2: We don't need to have H and Dave on <laughs> SFX standby with smoke machines and like, you know, their boxes of tricks because the players are doing it themselves and that's just always amazing to see.
0: I have always been fairly anti-gun. Never understood it. Didn't, I was like, no, never would touch them. Don't get the point. I fire one blank firing pistol and like, I get it.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah, <laughs> Like yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, like I'm not I'm not a gun person at all. Like no. uh, pretty much all the games I run are like pre Napoleonic because I have um a, a curse. curse. Uh Where I, if I if, you know Johnny will load a gun, test fire it, it's fine. Hand it to me. Every single one won't work. I'll be like oh, I don't no. understand it. I hand it back to him. He's like I test fire and it goes off. It's fine. It, it's it's as soon as it gets into my hand, it just does not work.
0: Have you seen um, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency?
2: Yeah, uh, a little bit of it. Yeah, I've, I've seen a little bit, it, but there's yeah.
0: there's the woman in it who like knows she won't die. Yeah, she like shoots herself in the head. She, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, 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 very <laughs> yeah. like, much. It's, it's very much that. <laughs> very much that. Like,
2: so like Flintlock pistols, absolutely fine. I think it's just I'm 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 a pirate at heart. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's just how it is. Well I'm I don't a, know. I'm trying a... to th- Pembrokeshire yeah <laughs> Pembrokeshire
1: record one of those uh, flintlocks at the gates of hell and the pitch black right. was very difficult to <laughs> yeah, was yeah. It? Like, I'm gonna die
3: Albert. Victoria and Albert wasn't it yeah Victoria yeah. and yeah. Albert
1: my beloveds they will be returning for flying <laughs> lead this year oh incredible <laughs> not flying lead oh yeah it is I am
3: I, um, I did get to do a line at smoke and brass as my marshal at the weekend where I was like every single time to Juno Valley I always feel like I'm four steps away from the gates of
1: hell. Oh. Oh.
0: And everyone's just like, oh, you son yeah. of a. <laughs> uh,
1: can yeah, kudos when- to all the effort you put in with the pyrotechnics and whatnot. Marching from the invisible bridge that you had to put in to the gates of hell was the most immersed I've ever been. Seeing those fires coming
2: over
3: oh. the hills about yeah. five
1: minutes out were. The creme
3: It's
2: all H. That's like, all H.
3: That's, that's H and the Gorgon yeah. photography team, our SFX so team. So H like.
2: um, is, is sort of X film. We've got the benefit of a ton of our sort of backstage team all being X film or current film crew who just like drop by and, and do what they love doing just for a bit of a laugh on the weekends. And um, have you ever seen Hot Fuzz?
1: Oh, yeah, I love yeah. hot fuzz.
2: Yeah. So uh, you know the bit where uh, they're in the, I think it's like a summer Supermarket. Field, uh Supermarket. Yeah. Supermarket. Yeah. And and the uh, and one of the Andes gets covered in uh, tomato sauce because all the polonaise yeah, is yeah. popping. He's It's just polonaise. Uh, H did the, all the pyro for that uh, as part oh, of like, many so cool. things he's done. Yeah. But like that's he, we've seen the picture of him like before he, he cut his hair off so he's got like shoulder length like curls and he's just like standing on top of the like crouching like a little gremlin on top of, on top of the, top of the aisles, aisles and like, with two detonators two days... like <laughs> 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 oh, that's so cool I love it <laughs> yeah he's just a
3: mad mad yeah. enemy <laughs> he's like the whole lot the team of them because now it's him and a couple of others that are um, part of the Gorgon photography team that are our SFX as well now they are, they're so well um talented on it and also so safe as well like always talking to me and talking to kitty about this is how we can do it safely i go up to him and have an idea and be like look i want to i want to do the gates of hell H basically went give me a week came back with this idea it was like how about this this and this and i was like perfect let's do it, it was
0: it was phenomenal i think again i just that whole game has just, it was uh, look at it was, well, it was like a nightmare like yeah. which, like looking back i'm like i can't there's so much to be said about um, the kind of, I think it's something that the noobs say, a lot lap like, like noobs talk about. It's like the cinema of your mind kind of looking back. Yeah. But, uh, but the thing is, there's so much of it that I don't have to cinema of my mind. No. Because so much of it was just actually terrifying <laughs> yeah. in its exit Like seeing um, Gluttony run towards me with a mouth full of fake blood pouring out of it, wanting to eat me. Yeah. That is actually just, there's so many funny pictures of crew. Yeah. Who knew that was about to happen shitting themselves yes. just because as he said it was like there's you because like you said the special effects and the like how much everyone puts into it you were just genuinely terrified yeah um it was it was, it was yeah no it's was, it was it was really good definitely
1: good the time. most fun episodes i've had recording and oh, probably yeah. my yeah. favorite ones we've done just the, the amount we had to talk about yeah. and the stuff it was just so fun it was great uh,
0: but yeah very excited to see what vampires is oh <laughs> i'm on it like
3: <laughs> me um isaac and response. um massimo roof who are part of the writing team for smoke and brass when we we're writing last episode smoke and brass and of course flying lead when we realized it was vampires we be like doing something and then we'll be like oh this event next nightmare we can do this i'm just like yeah we didn't focus on this but you're absolutely right i'm going to note that down yeah. kind of thing because we just like always frothing about what's what's next
2: we so always that, come up with like the epilogues in the middle of other things yeah we have to just yeah. like reverse engineer stuff yeah. from there
1: do you realize the next episode's just gonna end up like a big episode of what we do in the shadows oh, <laughs> oh I, I wish, wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, show, so i've got i've
3: got ideas we've got ideas it's gonna be I, like i want to say more but i'm not going to yeah. because uh, I'm gonna, yeah. i want this one to be like you know it's vampires but what type yeah absolutely. You like yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, like, oh. Yeah.
0: I, I i'm i was kind of so i've my intention for ILAP again i have kind of i'm I'm in employment now, but just before I started going to iLabs, I just lost my job. Yeah. And they, both times I was intending to crew, and I ended up playing. Uh, and I'm so glad I did. And I just, there's so many times I'm like, oh, it'd be really fun to crew that. But I'm like, oh, but the, I just love, I just love playing it. Like, I just, I, I can't imagine not having done the player side mm. yeah, for either sure. either of the, those
1: events. The envy I would feel.
0: Yeah, no, I'd just be... I mean, obviously, I mean, by the sounds of it, crewing actually is amazing, and I would love to do it, but especially because it's like five hours for us to, like, get down there. Yeah, for sure. Ah, uh, oh, amazing experience.
1: Uh, one question which Morgan insisted to be put on is, tell us more about the goose. Oh,
0: yes, the tell goose. us about the goose. The goose. The who has so, come out so many times recently. I keep seeing oh, pictures of this goose yeah. It's Because, uh, like, so all the, I think, f- the
3: last... So, it came out for...
2: Oh, every game this year. We Sp- came out for Wild Hunt. We turned to Spider's Rest, which is the Varushkin player event we ran right at the start of the year. Did they come out for that? It did, yeah, briefly. Yeah, I just get clean into it. Uh,
0: it's so. So as I understand it, the goose came out because it's uh, a hobbit is three foot tall, and so, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, a yeah, hobbit yeah. is so
3: a three foot, halfling foot is halfling hobbit is the, is the average is the, height. Oh, sorry. is the same as a goose.
2: I think it's specifically a Canada goose, but we just went with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. and so I I went to it was over lockdown and we went right. We still have this budget that is ready to go for this game. If we leave it in our account, who knows where it'll go? Or like because you know, it it was a cra- it was a weird time. In oh, our lockdown lives. was weird. Um, and we we're like, right, we need to spend this budget so that it is already in the process of being something cool. Um, And we'd sort of come up with the idea that like a goose might be funny as for like a little bit, you know, just a funny little bit. Um, And then when I was talking to um, Logs, who's the the Goblin Workshop, she's one of the traders. um, She's a member of our community and she was already going to be set up to play the mayor. And we're thinking, okay, it'd be quite funny if she had a pet goose who comes out at a certain point, and uh, essentially then our friend Persephone has a, a one-woman, untitled goose game larp where she is just the goose, and the goose is set loose and then causes problems for everybody. Um, and she was fantastic. Both of them were fantastic in that in those roles. Yeah. Um, but um, So I put it to Mandala Studios, who, who do a lot of the, the big monster work for um, Empire and, uh, you know, all the other big companies. And um, I got a message back from Leah saying, uh, Wookie has decided to cancel all other work. He will only be working on the goose from now on. Um,
1: <laughs> That's beautiful.
2: And then he went, um, we found a way of possibly making the w- wings flat. Flap, but it will be another couple of hundred quid. Uh, is that okay? And I was like, I can't possibly take any kind of creative control away from this. Like, you crack on. Whatever you need to do to make this goose as good as possible, uh, please. Um, and we, we, we saw him a couple of weeks ago when we yeah. dropped off a, a lot of the monster kit that we were borrowing at the start of the year. And, and I said, right, um, I have an idea. So... Part of the problem we had when we when Persephone was out of the goose costume was that there was a big hole where she had been standing, where it had sort of been pulled up because it was like a, a almost like a pantomime um, situation where oh, it was yeah. like she stepped into it and, and pulled it up, so it was sitting around her waist, and then the she puppet. had a long uh, like puppet neck on a on um, on one of those like grabbing toy things so the beak can grab things oh awesome. yeah, yeah there's so a picture of it in. with her having
0: a knife in its mouth
2: yeah at one point they armed the goose um <laughs> oh, <no>. yeah <laughs> it's got a knife
0: <laughs> um, was that sorry uh, was that run two
2: that was i don't know no, i don't know it was it, it happened oh, at both uh, of them most so. likely
0: run two yeah because that
2: was a chaotic one <laughs> yeah um but i did say to wiki what would be great is if we had a piece that could go into the back that would then close that up so that it, you know, it would be one continuous prop then and somebody could stand next to it and like it is a puppet then just use the head while it's in, in situ. And he was like, oh, when I made it, I cut out a piece of foam that was exactly that size and threw it away because oh, I hadn't yeah. had that idea. So, like, so there's, there's sort of improvement. It was a prototype goose. And and so if, if you suddenly see goose, geese, 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 at geese. Um, other lop situations that aren't our goose then just know that that's like version 2 2.0 and, and oh. our goose is the og hildegard
0: and then and then this goose who was at the hobbit lab i've I, are you am i to understand that i larp are responsible for die geese existing within the empire oh <laughs> no
2: i don't think so. i don't think
0: we're, we're the we're, we're the only
3: reason but, but, but we're but, the
2: only people who fizz repped it so far yeah
3: we're the only we have the fizz rep
2: yeah <laughs> I'd
1: love the marches to have a giant goose.
3: Uh, so at the wild a uh, wild hunt. It was a wild hunt, yeah. Wild hunt, this goose came in and it was oh it's a goose and then it just impelled someone immediately in the chest. Yeah. And someone was just like,
2: Oh my god um, Yeah. <laughs> um, Stu, the, the writer of that one, um, who was one of our associate writers, he had to message Matt Pennington and ask, So die geese, what would be the stats? And Matt had to write that from scratch because I don't think it existed before that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I just, I just, the the idea of being like, oh look a goose, and then impale, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: I think it was a mage that got hit as well, so they were down on the floor like, yeah, instant. just
2: Imagine <laughs> explaining that to you, mates, as you, when you go on, go into the field oh. as your, your new characters. Brother or whatever, uh, I got man.
0: killed by a fucking goose. Yeah. Only oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> an <laughs> eagle dying yeah. should have venom as well as impale
2: at the Oh same
0: my, time. yeah, <laughs> venom and battle. Oh
2: my god, <laughs> oh, have, have you heard the the longest John song Moby Duck?
0: Yeah. So this is why the goose needs to be at hoist. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> sitting, it's a hoist. So we can also
2: duck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's always there. It's always ready to go, but sometimes it's definitely not coming out. Yeah, it's, it's like the um, uh, uh, uh,
3: we we Flying is, Dead
2: nightmare two. Oh. We had a uh, like an alien, like the alien mother sort of thing that was essentially just a very a very yonic sort of. You know, yeah, you know, you know that Pokemon that's like a, an oyster. Was it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, Look, I, I spoke. Or whatever. To, I spoke to. The per-
0: I spoke to the person who fizz wrapped that. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like yeah. a time.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing I think the goose is our new raptor though because when we first got the raptors oh, God, yeah. in ILAR,
2: the, the two velociraptors. I don't that we like.
3: Had, Josh went mad. They were in every game. He
2: he got them for <laughs> Jurassic, which was like a um, Land That Time Forgot kind of three part game, um, and like a Victorian one. Yeah, and and they're specifically ordered for those. And then about three weeks before that game... He it was put them like, in oh, hoist. I could put them no, in no, hoist. I could put them in bucks. Bucks. Oh, yeah. The, the can pirates put, could I... fight some raptors. <laughs> 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 and then they killed 11 players. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God.
2: It, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's um, Yeah,
0: it's very much
3: one of those things that when we... when It's, it's, it's just a new toy, isn't it, though? Like it's when you download, a, you new you get a new game, you're like, oh, I'll play this game for a bit. And then you're like, oh, I'll play this next new game a bit for ages. It's just a, it's just a new toy that everybody wants to play in. Yeah, and it was once like, once like, oh, can I, can I use the goose? Like, can I use the every, goose?
2: Every, every single guest writer we've had this year have gone. We could get the goose out though.
3: <laughs> Go on. I've got a, I've got at least seventeen crew members that want to try to be the goose. <laughs> <laughs>
2: At, um, it would, look,
0: it portent. would be really fun to be the goose. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it
2: is. It is fun.
3: At the portents, we had uh, so we had like um, a half a halfling paladin ride it. So we made some legs, so it looked like uh, knight was riding yeah, it. Yeah, that was my oh, job. Of so riding. good. Yeah. So good.
0: It looked
2: really good yeah. as well because they, they were fully armoured legs. So they were yeah. kind of articulated oh. uh, with boots yeah. on the ends. And but, then we yeah.
3: and then they did the players realised the goose was available so then they did a like, a, they used their fear to basically do a ritual where they could like make the imagery of the goose. So then we had to get a player into the goose costume to fake being the, yeah to pretend to be the paladin <laughs> with the goose. So to right? persuade <laughs> the players like,
2: to do something. Yeah, I was, I was just like,
3: cool. like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do it, let's go. The,
2: the Portents <laughs> was a game that was written by uh, our friend Nick who who's in the league in uh, Empire. Um, he, oh, okay. uh, he's yeah,
0: uh, he... Do you want to explain portents a little? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: So um, the idea is basically um, you are the baddies in a fantasy setting. You are Ooh, from a I sort like of uh, a sort of sort of pseudo communist evil kingdom, um, and your society is entirely powered by fear that is harnessed from going through portals and and harnessing that fear from other people.
3: Think think along the lines of Monster Inc. Monster. That's ink. what I was yeah.
2: thinking.
3: <laughs> and Dungeon keeper, so you are the monsters that go through the portal to then get the fear then take it back and then you basically go you do it through that way uh it's 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 a it's an amazing game it's at like it's Nick has done a brilliant job the players all hands down to him all played brilliantly uh the crew reacted amazingly um it
2: was just a real fun it was time. just a really
3: that it was a really silly fun game. And,
2: and, and it it sort of it could have got a bit edgelord, but instead it went camp mm. and that was perfect. You know? Oh,
3: that
0: does sound perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um, saw yeah, I saw a bunch of pictures because a few of my friends went and the kit looked amazing. Oh. I saw like there was a shark person. Oh yes. yeah, yeah.
3: So it, the costume was awesome. But the mad thing about it is it was like a Capcom game where like you had you look at it and be like, Okay, so you're from Street Fighter, you're from tech of, yeah. like you know you looked at like if you looked at it individually you'd be like oh this is gonna look a bit odd but when they were all together in a group we were like actually this works like it was like super smash bros
0: for yeah, <laughs> like, is- uh, bad guys the, oh, the, <laughs> 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 the pictures looked um, absolutely phenomenal um there's again because i was kind of say this before we started recording every time i look at like oh god i would do WM. every eye laugh if oh, i had time and money um yeah, no, absolutely. There's the portents I wanted to go to. Um, kind of, are you doing portents again? Yeah, we're is looking that, to. So we're, we're hoping looking to get two in
2: next year. Yeah, um, but it will all depend on how packed our calendar is because it's just absurd at the moment.
3: I think oh, our God. our next our next free week. Yeah, so we've got we we, go,
2: we have got a weekend off to go on holiday. Yeah, uh, and then and just after Empire. But other than that, our next free weekend where we're not at site doing something is I think
0: September September. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow yeah. jesus and
2: then and then it's uh, all full-on from that point until Christmas. i was gonna say
0: because hoist is in september yeah so yeah. like it's not like you've got like long- jesus Christ. No. yeah so what is your uh, what you, cause you guys are in the marches right yes Empire. yes um so I've, I've said this before i think out of character they're my favorite nation uh in character i thoroughly have a problem <laughs> Yeah, no we love <laughs> that it's you. like a
2: sibling rivalry though isn't it like it's yeah it's, um like because Johnny was in Johnny was an E1 year character uh, year one character as his previous character and it was only last year that he retired him so he played him yeah, for like I played eight Vito years for a very long time. Um so were, were you free new- were you freeborn? freeborn. Yeah, yeah
3: I was so uh, I was um I was freeborn and then I uh, we basically started all the Kohan stuff because the Kohan was like a literally a paragraph on the wiki and me and a few people just grabbed hold of it and just took it by the reins. But yeah, it got to the point where he were, like I still I still like love playing Vito. If I ever get the opportunity to get his clothes back on and play him, it's great. But he basically became like he was really young when he started. He just got more grizzled. And more veterans, like you just saw his mates die and yeah. stuff. And nothing like, could kill oh him. no! He, like, he
2: killed a kraken. He killed a chimera. I didn't
3: kill You
1: are Gernison of the Empire right. World. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: that was the problem. Yeah, and so it was. It got to the point where he was just like, "Well, I'm just going to walk off into the sunset because that's the only ending that my character can reasonably do. That it's not just going to be a bit crap."
0: Is he still alive out
2: there? Somewhere? Yeah, he's still alive.
3: Sorry. Yeah, there was yeah. Um, there was that whole uh, bad luck thing that got put on Karaman, and I joked to some of my uh, Freeborn friends that basically they were like. Walking down a road and would just stumble upon Vito and just like or like they'd be starting a bar like trying to rob a bar and then I'll just be in the back just like come out and it is like I'm the bad luck.
2: (laughs) 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 But like when we were in the Brass Coast, uh, we we had like a really great relationship with some of our mates in High Guard, and so we could really play that kind of cousins situation of like yeah we all kind of came from the same. Like, you know, way back when we came from the same civilization and we sort of split off into, into two very different civilizations. Um, and and we knew that we could have that rivalry and that, like, OC friendship and then IC, like, ribbing each other over silly things, you know, and that and they just have to take it stony faced because that's how, you know, they were playing it. And we were like, ah! and it's yeah. lovely having that in dawn as well now we we're in the marches and just knowing that we can go over to like castellan or like you know some of our mates in, in other like Dornish houses and be like ah! and, yeah,
0: and, and exactly. we know it won't yeah. turn into an
2: actual fist fight <laughs> well
0: <laughs> no maybe i do will. love it
2: maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah i was gonna
0: say i feel like for some people it's a lot more personal than others like I, sometimes sure. it's like uh, it's, oh, it's a silly relationship with least like sometimes it's like you are everything I despise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why can't it be um, both? <laughs> do you guys want to tell us a bit more about like, your because it's households in the marches?
3: Yes. So we have started the Hogsgrove Coppice, which
1: is basically Terry Pratchett football hoogelands. <gasps> yeah. I love that. I love Pratchett so much. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's It's an aspect of the marches that... I think a lot of them like kind of rage against cuz yeah. they don't want to be seen as being silly. But this it's obviously so much depth within that world and it's that's the element of it that we're really trying to like hold on to. Yeah.
3: So we we are all um children of the morn that basically lived their entire lives under Yotan occupation.
2: Cuz mold was lost by the empire something like 32 years before current gameplay. And if
3: we do it on my current lo- how old I am, I am 30 Five, so I was free when we yeah. lost the Morn. And so, so I have yeah. been literally in the in the Mornwald through my entire life under Jotun rule.
2: And so, uh, like, basically, we're the children of people who decided to stay with the land rather than move out of Mornwald and stay in the Empire. So we're still Marches, but we're we weren't Imperials until two years ago in game. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so we were like Jotun thralls, basically. Um, but. By birth, because our parents or grandparents um, decided not to leave, but instead took the choice and became thralls and worked the land. Um, and so it's given us a lot of really interesting, um, like immediate gameplay. I think because because yeah. like the, part of the way we played it is that um, because we couldn't uh, fight as Imperials, you know, we either had to join the Yagara, um and and fight for the Jotun, or not uh, and so instead of having our household livery um which is like the two color sort of surcoats that a lot of March households wear instead of that being like something we wear to battle that became our football kit and so like pretty much the the most aggressive thing that we could do is, is play foot the ball against like various uh other villages and so all of our uh, various members of the coppice have our names on the back like football kit um but, <laughs> that's
0: so good
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah which is like fully unprecedented I think there was a few people who kind of pushed back from that and saw us as being like a bit t- not taking it seriously enough but we were just like no this is we've followed the logic of this and this is how our people would have done it you know
1: I feel like Empire's got an- enough serious characters you've got had that those characters oh. that have fun and do yeah. it a bit differently that's why sure. I love the Jackdaws we're a mercenary company that are terrible at everything we do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that yeah.
0: but I think I think there's something to be fair there's something to be said for the fact that you know brevity helps people go through hard times yeah yeah and the idea that you're like no life sucks but we need to have a laugh kind yeah of thing yeah, yeah. Um, so we I mean,
3: we've all got this it's a it's a it was a wonderful fit. it came out of nowhere really this whole idea but we um we ran a we basically hosted uh, a made marion film in eversley and over lockdown, lockdown. <laughs> over lockdown yeah. and it was me kitty a couple of our other mates we sat around a fire wearing gambesons and we're like this is comfortable this is fun <laughs> how can we do this at a LARP? and we all just went archers, marches you know and then we were like talking about like how the movies are like the terry pratchett vibe the kind of then we started talking about like none of us can really do accents and then we're like what accents can most of us do and we're like london ones so we went lock stock snatch yeah done so we are literally uh, (laughs) like that kind of guy richie terry pratchett vibe and it works well in the marches because it the how everybody is like it is still Mm. community and you are like looking after your your neighbor and stuff and we are very much helpful with our neighbors until they annoy us and then it's like you may it's get rough. In a fist fight.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, rough, it's rough music. Time. Yeah, that's it. That's it.
3: It's
2: thrashers. yeah. It's thrushes.
3: It's time to do the bits. I was really excited because when we started, we were just like, Oh yeah, this is gonna be really good. And then then my aunt was like, I'm your egregore. And I was like, Oh, wicked. And then I was like, Oh, now I have to be really, really on brief. Because <laughs> I won't just get a like a little like to the side of like taken to one side being like, Do you want to like play the brief properly? It'd be a clip round the back of the head, but like play the game probably <laughs> <laughs> go on I think
0: <laughs> no I, th- I i i i think that's a really funny concept again i think i would love at some point to roll i've got too much i want to do in dawn for yeah. now but i would love to roll into the marches eventually that's providing
1: you don't die in echoes of eternity oh, don't, this
0: weekend. echoes of ancients if i die i'm gonna oh you go and Echo echo the ancients at the weekend yeah when this episode comes out i will have been yeah um uh and I, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i've yeah. i've i I'm, i am Oh, look! It'll be fine. Yeah, everyone keep everyone keeps lyingly saying it'll be fine. It'll be so fine. we're all gonna we're all just gonna keep saying. Just make
3: it'll sure be you fine. drink. Make sure you eat that onion soup. That's all I'm saying.
2: What's the possible I've, baddies at that one?
3: It's
0: all for long, long, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I don't. I, I. I don't know if you read. Oh, so I've got a couple of blood terror filters. I've got friends that can do. I've got a mage who has said I have a stockpile of mana crystals and I will burn every single one of them to keep us alive. Yeah. Um. But we've got um. Because I don't know if you read the winds that came out, but there's a bunch of new Valon that have been discovered that can uh, shatter cast spells, yeah. strike down. Oh. So they found a, they found spell casting Valon as well. Wow. It's, so. Uh-
3: it's apparently closer to the heart, isn't it? They get the more stronger they are, or something like that. Yeah,
0: it? yeah. And the event, I believe, takes place. I don't know again how much you've read, but it takes place just before the gardens. Yeah, right. Um, so it's kind of just it's somewhere in that period where we fought that horrible Neornegra, horrifying tree monster yeah. with heads on it, and then before the guards. So it's it's going to be a time. I'm very excited because I haven't done larp combat since, um, well, since flying lead um and i haven't done like proper sword fighting since uh hoist i'm excited for that it's oh it's gonna be fun it's gonna be interesting Um, you'll be fine fine i'll be fine i'll laugh if you die i'll be so upset i'll actually cry uh yeah because it is sanctioned as well isn't it yep yeah so if i die if i die die um there's uh, no, I'm very excited. But then again, who knows? Maybe I'll be a marcher come next event. We'll see how we go. Yeah.
1: A marcher, a marcher. marcher, marcher. A marcher, a marcher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mate. Were you, were you there for the Matilda Fisher nonsense? Yes. Nonsense yes. Yeah. Yep.
3: Oh. We were in different oh. places around right? We were in different places. We saw all different things. So, I got in a fight with a militiaman. We had a, I stabbed them up.
0: I, I, so I'm very upset that that no one got Matilda Fisher oh it, it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to no. be possible and
2: and to be honest I'm kind of glad that they didn't because it, it would have been a bit of a wet fart end if you see what I mean yeah. to the plot but yeah, I, I mean I was part of the group who were around the back of the Senate and uh, they'd taken off the, um, the canvas wall on the back so we we had a kind of extra viewing gallery just from the side Um, but then the militia was stopping people like climbing through and getting in that way which was, which was good because it meant that we could see what was going on um, without, you know, too much nonsense. Um, but I was with a group who'd made their own signs. Um, and so they were just like, you know, you know, silly silly signs that rhymed various things and just told us to go back to the Yota or whatever. But like, it, 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 they were all really good. I can't remember what any of them were, but I had a group of some of the young Bregasland players who were on one side and then some of my mates on the other. A uh, mixture of Dornish and Marches. And um, I... <laughs> I I hadn't gone on the the secret late night skirmish oh, that yeah, happened that was a, just before, uh, where there was there was this night skirmish to Breggersland where everybody who went on it had to pretend to be Yagara so they could sneak into a fort. And this is this oh. has recently been published yeah, was, recently in the in the Winds of Fortune yeah. of like it, it was a complete success. It was so a, I it was talk a about full this. like stealth
3: mission. It was full amazing. stealth mission
2: led by um, some of the houses in the mor- who are uh, Mornwalders who'd grown, grown up under the um yotan rule and so they were like right these people will know how to pass as Yugara because they were Yugara before they got like they joined the empire again and so there's the the hasten volunteers and some of the uh, others yeah so
3: we it was it was a, it was a, it was such a good so uh they basically the hasten volunteers basically made a column walked in singing songs and stuff heading towards the fort, with their and... old
2: banners and colors from when they were Yugara. yep
3: and then two like we were like fully like greened up almost like camoed
2: i'd done a, a roaring success because i, I run a haberdashery shop in the marches and so i just made a load of hoods out of some scrap fabric and just sold them for like a oh, ring of pop. yeah so, cool. <laughs> so all of us are like
3: wearing like as as like most of us some of us have heavy armor on but we've got these um like ponchos over us but we're all still looking really marcher all of us like rubbed up our faces like by just rubbing it in dirt or like putting charcoal on and then we come in behind them and then split off so some head towards the woods, some head round to the side, and the Hastings volunteers walk in, get invited into the into, can, the, main into fort. the main fort, and then we just pincer move and we just start cutting them all down, and we just basically stealth up this entire fort. That's and We're like amazing. dragging the bodies, we're keeping the flags up because there's meant to be reinforcements coming in from the Jotun. The Jotun reinforcements come in, we just ambush them. Like yeah, it was just it was really good. And then That's immediately. Sick.
2: They came back through the Sentinel Gate and then heard that Matilda Fisher had arrived. And so it was exactly the same people who'd been on this night skirmish that were then the mob. Um so oh. that's why it was kind of immediately kicking off. Like it was it was so we great had, to see.
3: There's so many of us all like talled up as well, because we were, all had knives. Talled up like, little... and
2: also like with kind of camo and like not not their usual gear on as yeah, well. Like so we not looked the usual like, like recognizable like, hats. Yeah. Like like so, they were all in disguise, but they were still marchers, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was
3: really good. <laughs> really good.
2: So my point of view was from the back and I was, I, I had just been messing around while they were all in this night skirmish. And I'd been kicking around our the ball with Johnny's little cousin. And so when we arrived at the mob, uh, I still had the football. And so I was just having a lovely time sitting down on that because it was a nice, like comfy seat, this semi-deflated football. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then so like this negotiation was going on and we were, I was chatting to some of the people who were around there and we were chatting, like my my mate uh, Esme was playing uh, a drum and just sort of gearing up the the crowd in like a, a sort of, uh, I don't know. It, it was she's got a great talent for um, mob, uh, mob chants, <laughs> mob but chants. That, that, that don't go too far and too aggressive, or like you know, too. Because I think with these things, it can be very easy for them to get a bit misogynist just with the terminology yeah. that people naturally turn to. And she just yeah. deftly dealt with that crowd and led them in sort of anger in a way that was just beautiful to see. And so we had this t- group of two young Bregas folk sitting by us, and they were like. I've got some throwing knives. Do you reckon I could get her? <laughs> and this lad goes, Yeah, go on. And so he throws one throwing <laughs> knife and it just misses completely. And, uh-huh. and, and he throws the other one and it misses completely. And then he goes, uh-huh. oh, I've only got two. <laughs> uh, and then he went, Mr. Militiaman. And this like winter marker like, looked over to us and he was like, Can I have my knives back? <laughs> <laughs> And he did! He brought them back to us! <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just bloody stupid. Um, but oh, Fedu's. It, sa- it was it a really great standoff. Incredible. And then, like, three of them jumped over the wall inside mm-hmm. and, and tried to it make a break. They all kicked for off her, outside.
3: Yeah.
1: There, was, there was militia fighting marches. It was great.
2: It was, it was a really good game, yeah.
1: Well, I went to the Portaloo and it's like no mob out there. I come out of the Portaloo. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. Why, yeah. why yeah. is there an angry mob? I don't have a sword. I feel threatened.
0: Fr-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was really good as well afterwards is that the NPC, the, the crew member who was playing Matilda Fisher, posted in the Mocha's Facebook group and said, thank you. I didn't feel unsafe at all at any point. Like you, do, you guys did a great job of, of creating that atmosphere without actually making me feel unsafe as a person. Um, that's good. So I think that's, that's definitely something to be commended kind of thing. Yeah. Oh,
0: well, that's amazing. That's really good. Um, I think to be, we've probably coming to probably good, uh, probably a good time to stop. I think this uh, might be our longest. This might be our longest. Oh, I, no, 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 yeah. I, w- I, w- I want to keep going, but it's, it was probably coming towards my bedtime. um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Is there anything you guys wanted to shout out before we wrap up? Is there any games you wanted to promote, anything new you want to shout out about?
2: Um, We've got a new Feast Your Eyes game, which is being run by our friend Harry alongside us, who's... um uh, he's a Dornishman uh, who's um, mm. Hugh, Hugh Dominos, I believe you may know him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is running a sharplop or schlop. Um, schlop.
1: <laughs> <called, laughs> he told uh, us about this and yeah, I really want to go. Mate, it sounds
2: so cool. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's it's going to be called The Forlorn Hope and it's uh, set in uh, 1813 in the Pen- Peninsular War. And so uh, it's, it's the first game that we've written that has a kind of gender divide. Uh, which is something we've been like discussing for a while, like as a possibility. Basically, we wanted to have a civilian game, like in Sharp, where sometimes the people who like save the day are spies or like the various ladies who happen to be in the camp. But we didn't want them to we didn't want it to just be like you everybody's on an even playing field here and, and anybody can get involved in that. Um it's kind of starting at a disadvantage, but having the tools to make that an advantage was, was kind of the idea.
0: As I understand it as well, it's the character's gender, yeah. not your own, right? Yeah, so for sure. You yeah. Have, yeah, 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 so as a, as a as a as a
2: female player, I could decide to play a red coat or, you know, a, a rifleman in a green jacket and I would be using he him pronouns for the, for the event. I could play a Spanish gorilla and anything goes. Uh, so the three genders are man, uh, red coat, uh, red coat uh, lady, and Spanish gorilla, basically. <laughs> in <this game>. but, <laughs> like, it's, um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to make it as inclusive as possible, but also kind of play with these these themes that are very much part of that setting without it being something that's like not fun to play. And uh, so we yeah. kind of really worked as, as hard as we can on that kind of design to, to make it as as full of world as we can and ver- and as close to the tv show as we can um while also having the various options and it not just be a miserable experience if you wanted to play a lady or you know a <laughs> civilian of any of any gender
0: um, well that's awesome yeah no i again i think we'd be going if if we had the budget all the for time sure. uh, may
2: 26th to 28th this year yeah is the full on hope, maybe
1: next year.
0: Uh, thank you very much for coming on and thank you for making iLap as amazing as it is. It's um,
1: been absolutely brilliant, I've loved every moment so far. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh,
3: it is an absolute pleasure to run things for the community of Eversley, yeah, um, and for new people and for the old lot as well.
0: Cheers, guys. Yeah, I mean, we'll see you. Well, I guess I'll probably see you at Empire, yep yeah, E1, yeah, and definitely see you. I think my next iLap is we're both going to host of, of colours, nice. so we'll see you then. Uh so yeah, thank you very much guys and nice. thanks to everyone for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye friend.
1: Awesome. Bye.